What's up, y'all? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles here. Welcome to today's video. We are going to be talking about PoshFest 2020. Day two recap. I have three three resellers that are coming on and we're going to chat about, chat about all things that happened on day two. I did do day one, so if you wanna watch the recap of that, go ahead and head back after this video and watch the recording. So if you want to watch or learn about PoshFest 2020, Let's get into it. Thank you so much for joining. If you like content like this, I'm a reseller. Talk about all things reselling as pertaining to data and just various different ways to build a business reselling. Like I said, today we are going to be talking about PoshFest 2020. So if you like content like that, make sure to subscribe and hit that like button on the way out. So today, like I said, I'm going to have three resellers on. I'm gonna go ahead and bring them on. We have, oh, let me do this for you. Uh, Ashley Wheeler of eight, and that eight sounds for eight children. I've had her on before and it just blows my mind that she does this with eight children. She is like super woman. Um, and then Tori and Bill, if you guys do not know Tori and Bill, Girly Girl Style 324 Finds, they are absolutely amazing. I love having them on my channel. We are going to dig into PoshFest 2020. Um, I will let you guys give, as we wait for people to hop on, maybe just a quick little bio. Um, it's going to be a meaty content today, so I don't want to spend too much time um, talking about ourselves. But as we let people join on, if you guys want to just give a little bit, a recap about who you are and um, if you full-time, part-time, whatever. Do you guys want to go first? Oh, sure. Uh, so in a nutshell, we are online resellers. <laughs> I've been doing it for over 25 years, um, you know, in person. And then recently, the uh, last few years on Poshmark. And then this one over here went full time. Two years ago? I feel like it was it, just yesterday. But yeah, and we work hand in hand together as a partnership. And um, our primary platform is Poshmark. And I was a speaker at PoshFest 2009 last year. Uh, and I've also been on their YouTube channel and been featured a number of times. So um, I love Poshmark. And I sucked this one in to the game. <laughs> and Bill, you, are you strictly on? Because you're full time. Are you strictly on Poshmark or you do other? Um, a little more Kari, but main 95% is posh, yeah. Okay. All right, Ashley, what's up with you, girl? Okay, so I have been a reseller for about three years now. I was working hand-in-hand -hand with my full-time job for two years. And a year ago, right before Posh Fest, I actually ended up going full-time. I actually got to go to your uh, your speaking thing. I remember it was inventory, wasn't it, that you spoke on? I loved that. Um, so I just really got fired up after that and was really able to dig into it more as a business. And by January of 2020, I was able to replace my full-time income, which was perfect because it was right before COVID hit. It was right before all the school changes. And I would have had to let go of my job at COVID timeframe because I had nowhere to take my kids. So mm -hmm. it just came at the time for my family. My husband gets to tag along when he gets the opportunity, but he still is working. And uh, yeah, we just love doing this. I am on Poshmark and eBay. We're playing around with different types of inventory to sell on eBay, but I primary, I love my clothes. I love my shoes. And I, that's what fires me up and keeps me going. That's how I am too. I've looked at getting into other things and I don't get excited. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to dread this. So I'm just not, I'm going to find ways to make what I love sell. Um, so both of them, Ashley, you have a YouTube channel. Are you putting content out currently or it's mostly just on Instagram? 
It is mostly on Instagram. I had batched some videos that I just, because COVID hit, I just wasn't able to get them posted. I've been really thinking a lot about it. And actually day two, one of the topics I really got to, I got to do the recap of it. And I was really seeing how like simplistic it can be. And I think I was just really overwhelming myself. So yes, those are still batched and I can still absolutely publish those. <laughs> Okay, so find I actually I follow her definitely on um, Instagram. Great content over there, and she does have a YouTube, so follow her there. If mm -hmm. I have any moderators um, that can put links in the comments for me, I'd appreciate it. I don't remember who's um, I've made a moderator, but Tori <laughs> and Bill have mostly Tori. Bill just kind of hangs out <laughs> and joins along and leaves little tidbits. Um, but they have uh, definitely a YouTube channel and then Instagram as well. I've noticed you're on Instagram a bit more than you used to be, uh, Tori. So let's get into it. Day two, I did do a recap of day one. So if you guys are interested in day one, uh, head back and watch the recording of that. Tori and Bill did a live yesterday about the whole Posh Fest. So you guys can go over it and watch that as well. Before we get into it though, I did have some mystery boxes for sale this weekend. Um, I do, do have a couple left. So if you guys are interested in an activewear mystery box, uh, go ahead and www.sarasalesllc.com. There's a couple left um, before they're sold out. So let's get into it. Day two started and tell me, how much you loved the Serena. It started with Manish and Serena and Serena's daughter like kept coming in. And I mean, it was just perfection because I mean, I have kids, I try to do this with kids. My YouTube videos that I record, you know, I have to like cut out and be like, sorry, my kid. Cause I don't let my kids on social media. Um, so I just loved how real she was. Um, what did you guys think about that session? Yeah, agreed. And I feel like that was the only reason he got a bet out of bed was to see Serena. <laughs> he was like, oh, it's so early. I want to sleep in. But he was really excited. So what did you think about her? She's she's she is the best. I mean, she's <laughs> nice. She's strong mm -hmm. as hell. She knows her game. She's she's awesome. I love I've always loved her. Well, and one of the quotes I took away that I actually wrote down was if life was so easy, it wouldn't create character. And I feel like mm -hmm. that right when she said that I was like that I feel like all of us we've all had to pivot you know as you mentioned Ashley and it's kind of like when she said that I'm like yes yes yeah I 100% agree and just the realness of her like kind of moving the thing over and being like sorry my daughter's right here I'm like yes you just spoke to every single mother like out there or just anyone who's in the chaos of like that is real life right now. It's just 100%. I think everyone appreciated that. But that was my last quote I put. If life was easy, it wouldn't create character. And I feel like 2020 is the epitome of that. I feel like if I look at that, I'm like, you've literally 2020 has like pushed every single button it possibly could uh, mm -hmm. and like in me as character. And so it's been just a refining and rebuilding. So I loved that she was really expressing the resilience within that with still in her own practice and going, I don't know if I'm going to have a season, but I still need to get up and I still need to do my, um, do my sessions and be able to still be able to perform as an athlete. To me, I kind of reflected as a reseller. I'm like those days that I just want to stay in bed and I don't want to photograph anything or I'm feeling the weight of the world. And I just do not want to list anything because I'm not feeling it. You know, here she is trying to be an athlete within this time frame. It just was really I, I took a lot from her. Yeah, it was amazing. I do. I think Bill said this yesterday that he wished it was longer and it was. Um, but I can't imagine like she is this, you know, world class athlete. And she's also on boards of like various. She has all of her own businesses. She's a lot like I think I'm busy. I can only imagine oh. how busy <laughs> she is. 
Another um, 15 right. minutes would have been nice, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think she had, I did think she had a lot to say and I do agree. And I, I don't follow Poshmark to the, this was my first Poshfest. Um, I don't follow it to the level of like who's on their board. And I, I know their culture a little bit, but I thought it was interesting that she said it was the most diverse uh, board that she sat on. Um, True, yeah. Which I really enjoyed. Yeah. All right. So let me, New England Lizette is saying, yes, we all succeed through our struggles. Mm -hmm. um, as hard as 2020 has been, I am doing things in my business I would have never have thought to do last year. Yeah. Like I never would have considered a pallet. Um, and now mm -hmm. I just purchased another one this morning. Um, so I think, I mean, it's hard to um, get up some mornings and deal with a business, but I think it has been, I'm trying to look at the bright side and say, okay, it's pushing us to do things that we wouldn't have done prior, right? Yeah, 100%, yeah. All right, so the next thing was the hackathon. Um, I'm going to leave my comments until after. So um, I'd like to know you guys. I don't. Well, I can. Did you guys bring notes or do you want me to share what was revealed in the hackathon? And then we can. I have my notes, but that's just because, you know, I have no recall. So. <laughs> well, I don't either. You were talking about it yesterday on your thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, they did say that. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, if I don't write it down, I don't remember at all. Well, if you want to talk a little bit about um, some key highlights, things that you liked, things that you didn't, or whatever you want to talk about um, around the hackathon. Okay, I'll, I'll start because I want to kind of, I'm always the silver lining person, but I definitely want to bring up kind of um, not a negative perspective, but more of a constructive criticism perspective, um, which is not normally what I do. But I think that we need to look at things realistically. Um, so I'm glad that they had a number of features coming out, but overall, um, without going into detail with each of them, what I found lacking was that these were a lot of seller tools, but not for buyers. And if one in five Americans are using Poshmark, those are potential buyers for us, and we need to make it easier for them to purchase. As a buyer on Poshmark, you know, we run into times where we, we've ordered things a number of times, and then we never get them, you know, we have to wait seven days for it to be, you know, whatever, and then we can cancel, but we get excited about things. And then customers that are first time buyers, they want to make sure that they have, you know, a great experience or they won't come back. Mm -hmm. So right. overall for us, I think it was that it was very geared towards sellers um, and lacking in data and data is what we need. Um, so uh, that was what I was looking for is, is more reporting or um, that kind of thing. For sure. So, um, well, the bulk print thing I think is nice. Yes. yes. That's going to be amazing. I think that was probably the best thing that came out of Hack Hackathon. But everything else, I mean, oh, and the delete a bundle thing's nice too. Oh, yeah. But I, I think the, I think, the, <laughs> I think the bulk. Ain't no one got time for that. I just the leave bulk everything there. Was, was the best that came out of that. I mean, the filters, they're like pseudo Instagram filters, and I don't. Well, and it's actually off app. Yeah, it's actually um, terrible for the SEO to put any filter on your pictures. Right. So like, stop doing that. Don't encourage people to do that. But then from Poshmark, because we have to think about it, this is a business, this is Poshmark. From their perspective, it keeps it more Poshmarky, right? Like you have this filter and people see it and they know it's Poshmark, right? right? So they have, they're running a business too. Um, I do think it's interesting because they did mention yesterday, Tori, you mentioned one in five people are on Poshmark. I told my husband that stat and he was like, well, but I'm on Poshmark and I've never bought anything. Um, so I think it is some of, they did announce an IPO they did a draft for it mm -hmm. two weeks ago now, right? Um, and I was I'm was surprised they didn't 
say anything or did I miss it? Did he? They no, never said anything. Didn't say anything about that at all. So I'm wondering what, how many of these things um, are to make themselves appear better for the IPO, which isn't necessarily a bad thing um, because then they'll go public and they'll raise capital and things will improve. Uh, but that's kind of some of the takeaway that I got from it. A lot of these things are like making us more on Poshmark and more into the um, addicted kind of to Poshmark, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ashley, what are your thoughts? Um, just kind of to, uh, if anyone didn't see the hackathon, so they said uh, they are doing a search through the closet. So if you wanted to quickly look up something, you would now have that searchability at the top. Um, search by most likes. I, as uh, someone who's selling on it, that definitely was nice because I want to be able to look at those and focus my offers towards those items and maybe do the closet clear. It's like, I don't want to have to go through my whole closet. I have 1600 items and got time for that. So if I can do that through likes, like that's super awesome. Um, filter by party periodically before, like when we have the parties that are like the anthropology or free people, or I generally just click brand, like I already filter off to the side of my closet and then I'm already searching that way. Uh, but I do know maybe some people haven't thought of it that way. So that might be beneficial. It was a lot of streamlining. Um, we do have the search your purchases and sales. I did also appreciate being able to, um, as people have mentioned before, sometimes there's money left on the table and we haven't gotten paid for something. So if we can look through either our purchases or our sales and see what's going on in a particular order, that's pretty handy. Uh, in sales, filter through the day. I don't remember what I was saying in there. Um, oh, in sales, you can filter through the day. So if you're on vacation and you wanted just to filter like X amount of days, so that way you can bulk print out your labels, you can do that as well. Um, I just always have to do the tap. So I'm appreciating that portion. The one thing I was really, really hoping for, and that, again, that's just someone who's a business owner on Poshmark is being able to have a 1099 at the end of the year. Like I just want that piece of paper. <laughs> And so I think it kind of goes back to what you guys were mentioning of just being able to have some of the simplistic data that we need. I did um, watch Nicole's video and they're really still trying to pull the data just from the Excels that they are that they have given us so far. But to everything feels so simplistic on Poshmark, except when it comes to data. It seems very difficult to try to get like the simple little answers that we need. And so I do know that there was a couple people that mentioned that on Instagram and there was already someone from corporate that reached out to that person and says, what type of data do you want? So hopefully they're already taking note of that. And yeah, I like the enhanceability of or streamlining some of my systems, but I was really hoping that we could get that 1099. <laughs> Yeah. One, one other thing too, um, just the international shipping. So sorry, I forgot. Oh, I didn't write well. that because that was on day one. And yeah. I, yes. Yeah. Yes. Dresden, yeah. Yes. Awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, thank you for keeping up. I don't have a bill sitting behind me to do the comments. So if you guys see them and you want to like interject, feel free. Cause I try and manage it both. Um, so a couple of things that you touched on, Ashley, search the closet. I cannot wait for this as someone who sells on multiple platforms. I spend so much time trying to find an item that I've sold on eBay to take it off of Poshmark because they don't, even if you sell to buy brands, not all my brands come up. Um, and I think someone mentioned, um, I think maybe Tori, you said, someone said you can do, you know, control F and sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't, but you can only do that on a computer. Poshmark is made in it for an app. And I do most of the stuff on an app. Um, so it will be nice to search because I'm selling somewhere else. So I don't know if that was their intent, <laughs> but as a seller, that'll help me as well. 
And then do it by likes. Um, and I thought it was interesting. So, and we'll get into this in a minute, but I did go into the um, app, Me Anything, where you can talk with someone. Oh. Um, and it was me and this other person, a uh, developer. So it was like one-on-one. -on -one. It was pretty Great. cool. She like got my, I'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. But she like got my email and was like, can I like reach out to you? And like, and I was like, sure, you can. Um, because I, yeah, I brought up data awesome. and stuff. Um, but we were talking about, you know, searching by lights. And I said that was going to be nice because then you can send out offers or do closet clear out. Mm -hmm. um, because I have 900. Ashley has more than I do. But like, it would t literally take me all day to send out offers or closet clear out on every single item. Like, come on. And so if I can do it by likes and exporting the inventory reports and sales report. And I mean, those are nice. Obviously, I've built dashboards for them. But that's extra time that we all don't have um something i did want to touch on because it seems and i'm hoping the ipo if this goes through will help with this it seems like they're torn in really knowing what where they're headed do they want to be a reselling platform for resellers and give us more business strategies or do they want to be more of a buyer's people who are cleaning out their closets, you know, like not full-time resellers, because if you think about it, that is the majority of Poshmark. We're kind of a small knit group. Um, I would probably guess five or 10% of that, you know, one in five people are us, you know, actual resellers. Most of the people aren't. And so if you do a lot of the features that we're wanting, that's gonna be completely overwhelming and it's gonna turn to an eBay almost, and then Poshmark will lose its Poshmark, right? Um, so I think they need to, hopefully the IPO, they'll be able to figure out which, way or maybe they can mold the two together um all right so that was a hackathon the only other thing i want to say i've never intended one um but i did watch a hackathon last year on their youtube and their demeanor and script was so comical if you guys have not watched it on youtube go watch it because they're definitely like development developers engineers but they have like this script that they're like trying to like play it off and be fun. I mean, it's, it was hysterical. I thought, well, um, I don't know if it was, you don't know if it, I, yeah, it was definitely, it felt forced. I think that was kind of the thing I was like, well, I mean, but they're making an effort. Um, but I wish they would have demoed. Yeah, and that was the thing that last year they, even when they showed something that wasn't done, they still showed at least a demo. Right. This was more talking. And I, I get that, but a lot of people are visual and like me, I need to see, show me what it is, show me how it's going to work. But I think, going back to the point they probably don't have it fully fleshed out yet so this is more like this is what we're working on it'll be done but i missed the demos well and we know their it department's like that big yeah so they need to kind of bulk that up quite a bit if all this is going to happen yes um yeah, and there's a true. comment from leslie i want to point out because i thought it was really interesting she says it sounds like work to me it's work for people who manually sell on the app but for me all the features add more work <laughs> and i think that's and okay. i <laughs> I had I had my um, cursor on that. Once you were done, I was gonna. So we're on the same page, and I agree. And that's why um, I've ventured out to different platforms. Um, I think that's kind of I don't know. It's helpful. Um, all the YouTubers doing what sold videos will love the filter by day, though. That's true. It is a pain. <laughs> Although I just filter by I filter by just in and sold, and then it just that's that's what we do. Yeah eBay is a mess because you can't do it without showing people's um, so frustrating. names. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's not the point of this. So then it goes into, and I know you're going to have something to say about this story. Then it goes into um, Nat Kelly. Yes. Thank you. I couldn't remember her name. I saw her. She was so inspiring. I'm not even really that big into sustainability. I mean, I think it's good, but I'm not like 
hooray, hurrah. Um, and by the end of that, I was like, well, clearly I need to be like an activist for this now. <laughs> like, she was so passionate and had some really good uh, points. So if you guys want to, I didn't actually write anything down. I was trying to take pictures during that. Um, so if you guys want to share what you guys had takeaways from that. Well, this one was my favorite, my entire favorite thing of the entire Posh Fest. And I'm glad they gave her enough time um, because unlike Serena, who felt like it had a very short amount of time, Nat Kelly had plenty of time to talk about regenerative fashion and how, you know, as resellers, I think a lot of us are aware of sustainability. You know, we, we thrift, we know how much goes into the landfills, we know what's out there. And so for me, you know, I've always been focused on being as green as possible. I mean, there are areas we need improvement, but this was a way that I connected with her on fashion in general, because I love fashion and I love everything about it. And one of the things that I took away from everything she talked about, um, regenerative fashion, by the way, look it up. There's like books on it, so many things, um, was I was contributing. So even though we thrift everything, right? We source everything, we thrift everything. When I would find something with damage, I would donate it back to Goodwill. And that is, and I didn't even think about that that was still bad for the environment because now you're having to drive over, you know, most likely. So now you're mm. um, the emissions. And then also you're putting items back there that they're going to have to get rid of because no one's going to buy it. So it's like, take that, take those items and upcycle them, use them for something else. So that was kind of my biggest aha moment with what I could do to improve. Um, because again, yeah, I walked away from that session. So just like, what can I do now? What can I do? How can I, how can I change things? And that was the one thing when I cleaned out my closet after that, which I did, <laughs> of course. I have a big and there's a video. And there's, there's a, a video. video. Yes. Tori is October. doing a video. Yes. Tori is doing, maybe I'll do, I remember you doing it last year and I was like, okay, next year. And then there's a pandemic and I'm remote learning with three kids. So maybe next year, it's so hard to do a video. Every it's so day. hard. Well, and the, <laughs> that, that fact that 90% of the donated clothes gets burned or shipped overseas. That's huge. It is huge. And a lot of people don't know that, but anyway, so I will step back and let Ashley contribute to this, but I was, I was like, I took it, I took action and I was just so excited. I, I did like a TikTok. I did all these. I was so excited. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm going to have to check out those TikToks. I actually, one of the things I've really enjoyed on TikTok right now, that's the trend is that upcycle. I've, I've really begun to see it a lot more. And I really do feel like what she was talking about just was fitting that to a T. She was most certainly speaking my language too, because not only was she talking about regenerative fashion, but also regenerative agriculture. I live in an area that's rural. And that is actually something that my husband has been studying over the last several years is um, aquaponics and all these different ways to bring nutrition back into our soils so that we do have a ecosystem essentially that's all working together cohesively. It's beautiful. And we talk about that with the fashion. It just totally speaks our heart and our language of what we want. In conjunction with that, when I actually started to look at reselling as a business, my husband was actually driving truck and he was working at a landfill. That was the project. And he was seeing firsthand like big box corporations selling to the dumps to throw away product that was new merchandise. And I remember even at one point him going like, can't I take some of this? And they say, no, they've paid for us to get rid of it. And it was that moment for us to go like, exactly. It was like, this is why we do this. This is why we have a passion for this. It's, it's so much more than just being able to bring products back into the marketplace that still have value. It's a matter of really protecting 
our our world, our earth, and really helping to slow down that process. And so her as an activist talking about all the different stats, I just loved her passion and I loved how much information she has developed. I, and it's in a very short amount of time that she's really just, like you said, there's a lot of resources, a lot of things that she brought up. If I can I was trying to look, I don't remember if I wrote down some of the different resources that she had said, but there was several different books. And I think she did say, like you mentioned, if you can just um, Google regenerative fashion and agriculture, a lot comes up. Yeah, there was an that article and, from Vogue. Regenerative Agri agriculture was the title of an article in Vogue that was just recently okay. published. Well, and Leslie's, Leslie's saying that she DM'd her and she actually chatted back with her. So if there was something that you missed or you wanted, and these, so everything that, if you guys did not attend, everything that we've talked about so far is on their YouTube. This has not gone into the breakout session. So you can go back and watch um, all of that. I loved how raw and real she was and called herself out. Like in the beginning, she was like, I was like disgusted with, I don't know if that was the right word, but you know, I was just appalled myself that I was doing these things and I thought I was helping and I wasn't. And um, I just, I really appreciate when people are able to do that because we all get there. Like you learn some, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And then you learn and you're allowed to, um, I am going to say bill just really quickly. Cause my husband is on, I totally need to know if bill is getting the new Xbox. No, <laughs> new Xbox? no way. Have you seen the price tag on that thing? <laughs> How much more? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Mr. Styles. Good luck. <laughs> we got on the new house. We just got, my husband, well, so he's big into gaming and he was telling me like, I think it was Xbox, you probably know, but new systems came out and he's like, this is like, you can't get them and they're growing up on eBay for double trip. And I was like, let's get into it. And he was like, no, like, I don't like when people do that. I don't want to have to buy it on eBay. I'm not going right. to contribute to that. No. Um, no. Cause he's all for reselling. He'll go with me to the thrift store and find, he's like, Hey, this is a halo, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but if you tell me someone's going to want it, I'll put it on eBay. Um, sorry, that was a side point, but <laughs> I saw that coming in. Um, Leslie is saying, if you guys don't follow a reseller's passion, she is just an amazing businesswoman reseller, but then just businesswoman in general. Definitely follow her YouTube and Instagram. I usually place an ad on Facebook and offer the clothes for free. I try not to donate back to the Goodwill. Um, Thomas has a clean out business. That's her husband. He has visit. He visits the dump, dump, I'm assuming, several times a week. He tries to sell or give away things that are salvageable. Um, yeah, I think that's, she had so many good points on that. And my daughter, actually, she, I don't know what she watches or like listens to. I think her, she goes to a Montessori school. So they're very big on like, you know, composite or um, composting and they're, you know, giving back oh, to the yeah. earth and stuff. And so she comes home and like gives me like lectures. Mom, we could totally sell that in, uh, or we could put that in the compost. And I was like, I don't have time for all that right now, but then I feel guilty. You know, I watch this and I'm like, okay, maybe we need to get back into it. Um, oh, so Vero is saying, I'd love to see a conversation between Nat Kelly and Nick from NCI Resale. This is right up his alley. Um, definitely love him. He's such, such a sweetheart. He's been on the show too. Um, the one thing that I was a little, I don't want to say irked about, um, but she said, don't donate stuff. And I'm like, well, but that's where we source. <laughs> Like you, you don't have to donate to the Goodwill, but then just do, donate directly from me. Because if people stop donating, we don't have, you know what I mean? Like that's our business, <laughs> you know? Um, but I will take it directly. I would rather not. But yeah, what are we saying? Um, okay. 
And then it gets into, so we're still in everything's on YouTube. They had a lot of content in the morning. I felt on day more than on day one yeah. um, on YouTube. And then they get into the trends report. Um, I'm going to quickly go over this, but I'm going to be completely honest. Everything that they said, I do a trends report with Kenton from Kenton. Christina from Kitten B Boutique every quarter. Um, and she goes over, you know, the trends and what's happening, what's looking on it. Everything they said is exactly what she said two months ago. Um, and so if you want to watch that, you can go watch that. So I'll quickly high level go over this, but we're already halfway through and haven't even gotten to the sessions. Um, and yeah, so I'm just going to quickly go over that if you guys want to. It, it was hopeful. Um, I don't think they're going to come to us and say like Debbie Downer news, right? But it was like, you know, 2020 happened and trends are people are getting into e-commerce. People are wanting to be more sustainable. Um, they want more authenticity, all things that as resellers owning their own business, it all seems really good. A couple of things that I wrote down um, was changing of sizes, right? So people are either gaining weight or exercising more, which means they're donating more and or need more clothes, which is really exciting for us. Um, and then people are looking for a good deal. Definitely noticing in my data that my uh, offers are getting higher. I'm getting higher percent offers. Offers uh, average sale price is decreasing as you know this drags out um, with the economy and stuff. So I don't know if you guys had any points on that that you wanted to touch on. Nope. Not really. It's all right up. What's that? That kind of summed it up. Okay, it's all right up my alley. And if you guys like content like that, I, you you guys and. YouTube world. Um, I do a quarterly update with her because it is important to know what's going on and, and so that you can pivot your business. Um, so now we get into the sessions. Um, mm -hmm. So if you let me, last time I didn't have this up. Now I have, no, I don't. I tried to be organized. There it is. Okay. Um, so day two, now it goes into the breakout session. So if you have a ticket, this goes into the breakout sessions. I did really appreciate that they aired these later. I yeah. heard that they were taking them down yesterday. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen if they took them off the Facebook group or if it is still. There's there's a private YouTube. So if you bought a ticket, you can still go into the Facebook and it jumps you over to a YouTube private page and shows all of them. I had missed the last one. I had to leave. So I watched it today. Okay. So it is still there. Cause yeah. I knew they did. That. I went back on Sunday and watched some, but I thought I heard someone say that they were taking them down on Sunday. So if you do have a ticket and you missed anything, like Ashley said, their Facebook page gives you a link and you can watch any of these. So the breakout one, the breakout first session was inventory tours, um, which is what you spoke on last week or last year, right, Tori? Yeah, it was a little different Similar. I more on like spreadsheets and keeping track of your inventory. But then other people on the panel talked about like how, you know, we did they talk a little bit about it, yeah. but it was cool. And I loved it because number one, it was hope racks to riches. She is fantastic mm -hmm. anyway. Um, but what was cool is that because we are in this environment, we were able to see both hope and Sean's actual space that oh, they were in yes. and that goes back to that you know, hey, let's pivot. And so it was so cool to see, mm -hmm. okay, so I'm talking about the process, but let me show you what right. it actually looks like. That's cool. So I, I enjoyed that, even though, you know, I've had multiple iter iterations of inventory. We're redoing ours right now. I've done videos on it. I did, you know, speaking on it, but it's something you should always be, I think, aware of and evolving as necessary. And so it's always great to see how other people are doing it depending on their space. Well, Hope setup was like, the freaking Cadillac CT. It was so organized oh, and matching Lord. and so pretty. I was I was like, like, really? Oh, really? I have to contend <laughs> with that? 
I wow. missed the beginning and this is part of the struggle. I enjoyed it being home because I was able to attend. It's over my birthday weekend yep. usually, um, this weekend included and the money it costs and travel and it's also my son's week birthday weekend. Um, so I was glad that I was able to go but then it also meant I was at home and so I came late because I was having lunch with the kids and didn't realize it had started. Um, so I did miss the beginning of it but I did enjoy it. I went to that session as well I enjoyed I love hope um, so I enjoyed seeing her um she always gives me a hard time because she's like I don't do a spreadsheet and I'm like girl whatever works for you like I love spreadsheets it doesn't mean everybody else has to um and Sean he was so well articulate I, I don't know I just really enjoyed his demeanor um I've asked him to be on the channel because he does men's shoes which I know nothing about <laughs> um and I just really enjoyed his um interaction but so I did go to that one. Um, Ashley, we got into the inventory. Did you do that one or do, should I say the other ones that? I did Posh Stories. Okay. Oh yeah. So tell us about that. That one was really interesting. I re I wanted to go to it because I haven't done it yet. And I wanted, it was kind of like, okay, tell me, is this worth it or not? Um, one of the quotes that someone said, and I'm like, this is how every single Posh Story starts, is they said, once you do a video and an item sells, you're hooked. And that seemed to be the common thing that they were talking about those who were on the panel. I can't remember who it all was now, but, um, um I can tell you, I have it up. I'm like three or f yeah. It's uh Coca Rouge evolving always, which I know evolving always and Mel cells. Those are their handles. Yes. So they were talking about, there's some different ways to utilize it. And one of the key things that I really took away that I was like, okay, this, this works for my brain. This works for how this can be applicable in my life is they're saying it's 15 second videos. And a lot of them are just using it all across the board. So it's on TikTok, it's on reels, it's on uh, the posh stories. So I'm like, okay, I can see that. And they did mention all three of them about the fact that they've used posh stories before. And they've actually seen sales come through with that. Cause it's within like a few minutes or, within the hours that it does sell. So I really do feel like somehow Posh is pushing it because I don't seem to see a lot of stories on my newsfeed. Um, no. But I can see that if I'm going just to use it all across the platforms, it's going to be like, I'm not just using it on Poshmark and that's it. I could end up using it on TikTok or end up using it on Instagram Reels as well. Uh, they were saying just the different ways you can utilize it. So taking photos of the items, they're like, you don't even have to be in the videos take your photos and do like a slideshow. And as you do a slideshow with music for 15 seconds, each little, like there's that feature that you can click on and it says, see all the items within this video, or it just immediately sends you over to that listing mm -hmm. specifically. Um, some people were still utilizing like the TikTok style where they were putting the items on and then kind of like pulling it off basically and showing the different um, items. One person always in her videos shows shop with confidence. And so she would also integrate that in of like how she was packing, you know, if something sold, she would pack it right away and, you know, do a little blurb and say shop with confidence. To me, when we're starting to get into like the packaging videos, though, I don't know how that really articulates towards like gearing traffic towards, you know, a listing particularly. Um, but that was something that I think she just continues to try to brand herself, essentially creating a marketing within her store of that you're shopping with confidence. Uh, another person showed how like clothing tips, there was a shirt that had like a bow on the front. And so she was showing how to tie it properly, but then it obviously popped over to that. So it was just some different ways that people were showing. Oh, and this one I actually thought was a really good technique. So she said, commonly you get questions 
in your listings. Uh, how thick is this item? What's the texture of this item? What is the material made of? And she would message to the person saying, hey, go to my posh stories. I tagged you in the video so you can see it. And so she'd have it being hanging up and then just show the item. But then now it's on her posh stories. So anyone could see that. Um, and so kind of like answer the question to the masses, but still also show someone, hey, there's posh stories. So kind of start to direct them that way. I thought that was a really good tactic. Yeah, that's, in have any of you used posh stories though? Mm -mm. <laughs> I, when it first came out, I was so excited last year when they announced it. And when it first came out, because I do model my clothes, I was like, this is gonna be perfect. But then uh, we, you know, I did it a couple of times and I did get some, you know, people responding or liking it, but it just felt like more work. But I like um, the point that you brought up though, Ashley, because I am on every single social media. I, you know, I do reels, I do TikTok, I do YouTube shorts, which is brand new coming out. Um, so <laughs> like 15 second video in Etsy, even Etsy, I do 15 second videos. Like you, wow. everything is 15 second videos. So if you can reuse that content, I think that that, you know, you're already uploading your listing, just yeah. do it. But if you don't do that, I am not going to waste the time to make a story when I can bust out like 10 more things. Th that's true. Time is money. Just but nuts. I love I love the I love the photographing and modeling. Like yeah. that's, I know. <laughs> it doesn't make money, but it makes me happy. Yeah. It does. I know it does make money because I think it does make especially for vintage what you sell, Tori, I think is sold so much better if it's modeled if you sell vintage and you just take a picture of it it looks like something that your grandma wore which probably is but the way that you style it makes people imagine that they have it where if it's like an free people top okay cool everyone knows what that free people top is going to look like you know so i think it does um sell my thing with stories um someone needs to come out with or maybe they already have and i don't know it so if you know about this somewhere where I can post it one place and it, like a list perfectly for social media. <laughs> like, I want to post to Instagram, like, cause I post to my Instagram stories and I would put those on, so like if I could do it once, but I don't remember to do that on Instagram and then on YouTube shorts and then on TikTok and then now on Poshmark. Like, I mean that even though it's, I have the content ready, it takes, you know, a minute per time per item per, I have children, like, I haven't, I did stories the first time. I will say for any platform, um, and this goes for social media as well, if they give you a new tool, they are going to put weight on that tool. They want you to be using it. It's going to trigger the algorithm. Um, so in the beginning I did stories cause I knew, I know that's the case, um, but I just don't, I honestly haven't had a lot of time for Postmark. It's so time consuming. <laughs> Um, but it does. If you're on to Poshmark, stories will definitely help whether people are looking at them or it just triggers it to get set different places so people see it. It's going, I mean, it's going to help. That's just how. Well, and I thought, work. I don't remember if it was someone at Poshmark that said it or whatnot, but I thought I heard that the videos are going to be able to start lasting them more than 24 hours. Because that was the mm -hmm. one that I wasn't yeah. interested in. I was like, if it's going to be gone in 24 hours, like, I don't want to waste that time. But if they can stay on the listing, now I'm okay with that. Like, that sounds a lot better. And I think yeah, that they did mention that in this, not in that session because I wasn't there, but they mentioned no. it somewhere maybe, maybe on day one day, day one because yeah that was that i think you brought up a really good point i feel like that's why i probably stopped because you know on tiktok and reels you post it and it's still there it doesn't go away and you're like okay i put i put a minute into it it's fine but if it goes away after 24 hours so it's why, like, why did, you did do i do it? that so, but again <laughs> signal boost signal boost signal boost, signal boost. yes mm -hmm. oh.
Well, and even, even Instagram stories, it goes away, but you can save it to a highlight. And so even then I'm like, okay, I can save the ones that I spent time on Leslie saying, and I do this, but I don't ever do anything with it. So I should probably just stop, but she, um, takes video while she's taking photos. Um, so I'll go through all my photos and then I have, or I'll have, um, like Instagram photos in between all of my screenshots or all of my listed stuff. So I'm like, oh, yeah. this would be cute. Let me like style it real quick. Okay, cool. And then go back to listening right. um, to try and save time. But then I just don't remember to post it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I have like probably 50 photos for Instagram right now that I've taken and I just don't have the time to always post them. Um, okay, so that was day, that was the first session. Um, so the <laughs> other session that people was self-care. Um, I didn't go to, to that. So yeah. I don't know if anyone in the... Clearly, we don't care about self-care. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, on that note, on that note, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm a mom. I don't know what that is. Um, on that note, Posh Boss Blake. Posh, yeah. Yes, Blake. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Um, on day one, he did something and talked about it a little bit um, and talked about buying flowers. And my daughter's. And my daughter, she's, she like forces me to buy flowers because she like loves the earth and, or like we grow flowers and we like, she's forced me to start gardening and stuff. Um, not forced. She's fine. She can't force me, but like, no, I know that was like really aggressive. Strong armed by a five-year-old. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. She, I mean, she is very much me, um, which is good when she's older, but now it's like, God, I feel bad for my mom. Um, but like, she will dig into you until like, like we're going to garden, we're going to garden and mom, let's do that. Like, until you're like, it's just better to do it than have to listen to it anymore. Um, but back to the self-care. So we've been gardening and flowers. And I think that is one way a lot of people in that chat that we went, that I went to on YouTube, we're talking about, um, fitness as well. And I know Ashley, you, um, work out as well. Um, and that's, I'm just awful with I, that's my self-care. Um, I try and do it first thing in the morning. Um, so that I get the endorphins, right. It's better than chocolate. Although I do that later in the day. <laughs> when my kids are driving me nuts. Um, all right. So breakout session two was be your own CFO. So this is Nicole Collette. She has, I've done a session with her on YouTube talking um, about this and bookkeeping and stuff. So if you missed that and you didn't go to Posh Fest and can't see the recording, I do have a live with her on it where she talks um, about this. And then it was creating a brand that stands out, which was with our friend Brittany from Shop Foxborough, and then be our guest customer experience. Well, so I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Ashley first, Tori. Please do, because you know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Is that is that the one that everyone went to? The CFO one? I didn't go to that one. Oh wait, which one were you just talking about? Okay. Oh, creating a brand. So there was a CFO one, which is like taxes and bookkeeping. Um, I didn't go to that because I've had Nicole on before. And then creating oh, a did brand. The brand. Yeah, they did that one twice. So that's why I have that one later. I was like, wait, why did I just do that? Okay, so I yes, did yes, bookkeeping taxes. Again, now that I've been more in like the full time, I'm a consumption, a con connoisseur of all things financial data. So that's why I love Sarah's um, YouTube channel. I've loved following Nicole as well. So I just kind of wanted to see what that entailed. The main portion, or I, I guess the start of it, they were like, you know, set up your business, set your business up for success. I'm, I've got notes here, so I'm trying to read it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Registration, license, determine your tax structure, open a business account. Um, I had my checking account very early on, even as part-time. It wasn't until I went full-time that I actually developed the LLC. 
Uh, but they did mention if you do work with a bookkeeper or can uh, work with them to figure out the tax structure, that's really good. Uh, she did also say, I, this was something I never thought about, but she said, make sure your name hasn't been trademarked. So you can go and check to see if your name's been used, but has that name actually been trademarked? It's a different story. So she used some different, she said, go to USPTO, I think. Uh, to look to make sure that it hasn't been trademarked. Uh, you can do that. Yeah. And then she was really the rest of it was about how do you use your sales report for that monthly bookkeeping? And then, of course, if you do implement the feature that shows uh, how much you paid for the item, it really can help you start to look at some of the data that like Sarah has in her um, dashboard. So that kind of went into more stuff that I already really knew about. Uh, one of the questions at the very end, though, someone inquired about, what do you do about your own clothing? So we're always talking about selling clothing from our closet. How do you document that for tax purposes? And she said the IRS has a publication 525 that talks specifically about your own clothing. How do you clock that? Do you do it for full retail? And then did you make money or did you not? Or do you put it at zero? She said that publication really helps answer that question. She's like, I know it's not like the best reading that you wanted to have on like a Sunday night, but no. it still does help answer that question. And so really that was like, they did a six, seven minute video of her going through how to um, print the sales report and stuff like that. So I took some nuggets, but for me, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of past that point at this point, basically. Yeah, and I feel like I, this is my first time, um, and I'd heard that Poshfest was more about, if you were to a certain level, that Poshfest was more about networking than like gaining stuff from the content. Um, I felt like there was a good variety of content. Like there was a, this is how you take good pictures, right? And we're all past that. But like new postures, especially virtual, I wonder how many more newer postures were on virtually, right? Because you don't have to pay to travel. Um, but I, I thought that there, like the CFO one, I missed the growth one on day one, but I heard that that one was actually really good. Um, all the ones that I went to, I walked away with a tidbit of something. <laughs> Um, and I thought it was just, it, I mean, some of it was inspiring. That's what happens when you go to conventions as well. Um, I wanted to know what to do. My CFO, and this is something I'll say on taxes and bookkeeping is, which is probably, I'm sure she said this in the video because she says it on my, when she came on me too, is you have to talk to a CFO because everyone's laws are different. Um, they can give general advice. And I do mine as zero. Like I just donate my clothes to myself um, and count it as zero but I don't know. I'll have to go read that publication. <laughs> See if there's <laughs> other things. Um, oh, so she said, Nicole's video from Poshfest is on her YouTube channel. I'll have to ask her because Poshmark told me that I can put mine on, um, but they haven't sent it to me yet and I didn't record it. So I'll have to ask her because I will, if you oh, miss mine. So she has that demo. So they actually basically play the video that she created in going through the sales report. It's like 11 minute video and they only did six minutes. So they um, the rest of it just go on there. Gotcha. Okay. But on that note, Poshmark did tell me if you guys missed my session, we'll get to in a second. I don't know if you guys went, but if you missed my session, you're watching this, they told me they're going to send it to me and then I'm going to put it on my YouTube. So everyone, and if they don't, I'm probably going to do my session anyway, because <laughs> I've had people ask me. Um, and my slides are on my link tree too. So I don't know how much you can gain from slides, but all right. So what did you, what session did you go to Brittany? Brittany. Tori, oh, I was I'm thinking ahead. Yes, I, I was know. thinking. I, 
Don't worry. I'm wait, here. Wait, there's a fourth in here that we just like <laughs> lingering in the, in the back. The um, so I went because they did, because they had Britney's and Nicole's. They both did those twice. I did watch both of them as well. Um, yeah. With Nicole's, I, everything that Ashley said, you know, that was, it was great. And I tried to pay attention, but I went to hers in the last part of the day. So that was right at lunch. So I was like, I got what I could networked. Um, but Brittany, so our good friend Brittany over at Shop Foxborough was part of the branding panel. And, you know, as someone who spent a lot of time uh, harnessing branding myself and with Bill, um, I have a special place in my heart for branding. Yeah. Uh, so it was just nice to, to jump in there and really support her and everyone on the panel and see the different ways that they brand their items. And um, Brittany does have a downloadable document that helps walk people through um, how to, you know, come up with their brand and, and all the different things that you need. Uh, one of the key takeaways from that session that stood out to me, you know, everyone was great. Everyone was wonderful. Eileen, um, which I hadn't, I don't know what her closet was. I just remember because I saw the video. Um, she has a very specific branding for outdoors. So she does everything like in the beach, outside, oh, because yeah, it's very, surfer. yeah, she's very oh, surfy. Yeah. And so what she did in the winter, what she does, she brings shells and everything from outside and, and sand in so she can still take her branded pictures even when it's out of season. And I thought that that was a really creative way to do that. Um, you know, especially like as someone who does my own modeled photos outside now that we have this house, I'm like, well, how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to have to bring a piece of myself you know, to the indoor. So it was just a really great takeaway from that, that your branding needs to be very clear so that no matter what's happening, you can prepare. And I really enjoyed that piece. And then Brittany, of course, just because, you know, she's, she's my girl. Table 99. <laughs> I'm assuming, because you guys had that something else. That's the table you guys had at last year. Yeah, yes. we have this whole okay. so our whole group that was at table ninety nine. We, we all have stayed in touch and we're like the together whole the whole weekend. We we do FaceTime Fridays with a couple of the people every Friday and like yeah, oh. we have like this core group. We're so still, so we're table ninety nine for yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, and that's something that you don't get. I mean, unless you feel like it's the same. But I feel like I didn't. The chat during the YouTube, I thought was easier than during the Zoom sessions. I felt like the Zoom sessions, um, it was a lot of people like, here's my closet. Here, like, and so the actual questions, I couldn't, like, I, I just quit chatting in the Zoom calls because I was like, I don't know what's going on and this is getting annoying. I'm going to listen and take photos so that I have things to list this week. <laughs> well, and there were no moderators anywhere. So it was just well, there was Yeah, there was some, and I forgot to bring this up yesterday. There, there were people that were saying very inappropriate yeah. things in the YouTube comments. And I was, that was one mm. thing that happened that I was very, I was very upset that Posh didn't catch that during the YouTube um, session because the thing, I mean, it was like, it was, I, I blatantly, bad. it was just bad. And it wasn't just one time, one time we know people get through all the time on our shows, right? People get through, but with this, it was more than one time that it kept happening and the same person. So anyway, that, that was the one thing I was like, the chat, was lacking and then that happened. But the right. chat was a great way to, I, I took a lot of information from people, a lot of their contacts. And mm -hmm. what I was doing was multitasking, not listing or anything, but I was networking. So I had posh up I and I was sharing closets, yeah. right? Actually, okay, so I was sharing closets and then I was going on YouTube and I was following people's YouTube channel and I was sharing different links with people. So for me, that's kind of overall with the the chat and Zoom, even though it was bombarded with everyone that was just like, follow me, follow me, follow me. I was still trying to make those connections. That's yeah. what was nice about 
IRL Poshfest. Like we met Leslie last year face to face finally. It was just it's that human connection that you miss when it's Zoom or YouTube or whatever. It's just, you know, yeah. You can yeah. get the feel for the person. Yeah, it was different. It was just networking this year and not community, but um, well, and I'm glad that you, I thought maybe I should network, but Saturday morning is the only kid free time that I have to work. <laughs> and so I was like, if I don't do any work this Saturday morning, I'm going to have nothing. And I was already behind because I was spending some time prepping my posh fest, um, yep. things. So I wasn't getting normal things done. Um, so while it was all really fun, I do feel like I missed out on a lot of networking. I did a little bit, um, more on Instagram, honestly. <laughs> people would like say something on Instagram and like, or and tag me, or I would see someone who's going live on Instagram to recap something. And I would, um, some more on Instagram than on the zoom calls at all. Um, but you did segue a little bit into some of the technical difficulties. Um, and I do want to give kudos because they did have to transition this quickly. They're not you like zoom can be hard. They're not used to doing it. Um, so I do want to give kudos. I think they did a good job, but there was a lot of technical difficulties. Um, a lot of people, I, I didn't have trouble getting into the breakout sessions. I almost missed my session like to present <laughs> um, because they sent me the wrong link and then no one was, I mean, I logged on as they were going live. We were supposed to be there 15 minutes early. No one was answering emails. I was like, this isn't letting me in. No one was, I mean, it was, I hope you couldn't tell, but I like, I was so nervous and I was like, I, I almost missed my session, but I know a lot of people were, were able to log in. Did you guys have any technical difficulties over the weekend? Just on day one. Yeah, the first oh, day. Hold on, let's let Ashley. <laughs> yeah, no, that was just the day one. I was frantic. I suddenly got registered for the app me anything. And I was like, where's the breakout sessions? And so I was trying to go anywhere and everywhere and found the Facebook page. They finally had the links. And so I was like, okay, well, we can go into that. Did you want to go into the YouTube breakout or did anyone else do any other breakout sessions? Um, we'll go to the third one in a second. I was just going to talk about the technical difficulties and something I thought the first day was chaos because my email said one time and then my, the, um, app said another time. And then I got an email that said it's going to start in an hour. And then an hour later, I got another email that said it was going to start in an hour. Um, and so I'm very glad that I did not speak on day one because especially the first session, I would have been like, I don't even know what's going on. Um, I stopped looking at my emails, honestly. It was like, because when I first woke up and I knew it started at eight, I got an email that said it started at nine. And then Bill was mad because he's like, I could have slept in longer because it starts at nine. I'm like, no, it starts at eight. And so I jumped in and then that's when Ashley same, I went to Facebook, I went to the private page, I went to the events and that's what I lived by the rest of the session. Yeah, I had bookmarked it. Yeah, and I am glad that they had that. Um, so I am gonna talk really quickly because session two, I actually forgot. I went to the at me anything because um, I kind of wanted to see what that was about. Um, and what I liked about this is it was with a developer. So it was like, we talked and connected, but after about 10 minutes, it was like crickets. <laughs> like you could tell the conversation had ended. So then I left and went over to Brittany's. Um, so I missed the beginning of hers, but it was nice because like in person, I don't know if you would have been allowed to kind of switch between the two. Um, and it was nice because, so she was a developer and she was asking me things. Um, and I was being very candid with her. Like, she's like, well, what would you like to see? And I was like, girl, we need some data. Like we need to know how we're doing and when and she's like, well, what do you want? And so we were talking um, and she's like, can I get your like email address? And we can like talk like when we have ideas and, and I was like, 
absolutely. You can totally do that. Um, Cause I was telling her, uh, but she had asked me about offer to likes and I was like, I can't do offer to likes. And it was like, it blown her mind that I had 900 items and that feature wasn't manageable for me. Um, <laughs> So I think it was good because they don't like we're not all of the people on Poshmark. Right. So I think hopefully it was good. And she seemed very genuine, like wanted my information and said that you guys you had some really good ideas. Can we like touch base with you again? Um, so hopefully I told them views. That's one of my big things. Like I want to know if my things are being seen. Um, right. So I wanted to touch on that because that was kind of interesting. I didn't know I was going to be the only person having a one on one conversation um, with a developer. But OK, so now session breakout three um so this was the youtube one which actually i'm taking it that's the one that you went to poshmark canada and then my session and then also the cfo one right so was there four no there was like I four rounds but there was multiples like some that happened in multiple sessions yeah yeah so the cfo one happened twice so the bookmark so we already talked about that one and then uh mogi beth and becky park Mm -hmm. We're on the YouTube one. And then I had, which really bummed me out because that was the biggest one that I wanted to see. Um, and it was during my session. So I'm glad I went back and watched the recording of that last night, two nights ago. I don't know what day it is. Um, so Ashley, you attended the YouTube one? Yes. yes did. How was it? Tell us everything. I felt like it was really good. I, It was for the first time I was able to kind of articulate YouTube in a way that seemed logic like I could actually do this in my world right now. One of the main things they were talking about, I mean, at the beginning, they're like, you want to make sure searchability, you want to get on uh, YouTube's good side in regards to the algorithm so that you become a recommended. But then they brought it into just like finding one thing, like even in reselling, it's vast. Like we could talk about so many different things in reselling. And Becky made the point of saying like, I just was consistent first and did one video a week. And that one video a week was what sold. She's like, but then when I could start to go into more manageable, like two videos a week, then I started to play around with that second video. But her algorithm started working in the favor and anyone who was looking up what sold, her videos were being recommended. And that was the thing that they said, just really hone in on something and get on YouTube's algorithm good side and you will be able to start to grow within that. And then uh, Mogi actually at one point made the statement that she'd been off and on kind of like me been off and on on YouTube. But when she decided she was ready to go for it, she's like, I did one video a day. She said, I wanted a YouTube to know, hey, I'm here, I'm present and I'm active. And she said, still even to this day, if she takes a couple weeks off, she says she drops in search and she drops in everything. And so when she said that, I'm like, well, no, duh. It's just like Poshmark. It's just like eBay. You yeah. have to yeah. stay consistent. Otherwise, they're going to say, well, you're not active. We're not going to support you if you're not going to be here and be present. Um, so yeah. that they did. They talked about so much, but those were the major key takeaways that I got. Well, and with, so for to, um, wow, I just wrote down the word niche. Okay, let me get my brain in here. <laughs> so one of the things that they also talked about is that they both, you know, the niche. So yes, being consistent, so important. Um, I mean, I'm even finding that my numbers are going up for Vlogtober, even though my videos aren't that great. It's because mm -hmm. I'm doing them every day, yeah. but the niche effect. So, you know, Becky focuses on part-time and then Mogi focuses on what she focuses on and, you know, mental health. And I felt like that was such a great way to really tell everyone there, there are so many different areas that you can speak about on YouTube. You don't have to feel intimidated. You can't, you know, can't compare yourself to where they are um, because we all have our own little areas. So I really liked hearing their beginnings. And here's another surprising fact. 
both of them have only been on YouTube for a year. Yeah. Now that right there is like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> like, only what a year? year? Yeah, both of them. They both started at the same time. They said right after Posh Fest last year, I guess, or right around the same time. I that blew me away. I was like, well, oh, now I'm just ready to quit. I <laughs> have been off and on on YouTube for a while, but I think yeah. they they committed a year ago. Yes, and I actually think that is what was said because Becky Park was on. They were both on before I got on and I've been on for a year and a half, but I think they committed. So I think they already had the head start to know an algorithm, to know how to edit a video, to know how to, cause there's a huge learning curve on YouTube. It yeah. took me six yeah. months to a year to even feel like I knew how to upload a video in less than five hours. <laughs> like, So I think they already had that and kind of knew, yeah. um, but I think they started taking it seriously for a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I attended, well, I didn't attend that because I had my session, but I watched that later. And I watched it at like 10 o'clock at night on Saturday. And then I couldn't sleep. It was a terrible idea because then I had all these ideas, right? I was so inspired and I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, um, but it was good because it, I don't know why it didn't click to me, but it's another reselling, not reselling, but it's another platform. We know how to make Poshmark work. We know how to make eBay work. I just need to spend the time on YouTube. YouTube's analytics are like amazing. I just never really spend the time on it. Um, so it was very inspiring to me. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to look at the analytics, figure out I have a niche, but I think I could really like hone in on it a little bit more and figure out what's working. Um, and I will say to the everyday thing, when I finally got monetized was when quarantine first happened and I was like, I need to talk to somebody. So I'm going to do a vlog every day. <laughs> like, I don't care if anyone listens, but like, I just need to like blurt out and like have some kind of interaction. And I yeah. did it every day for a month and it got me monetized. Um, so it definitely likes you, but that's hard, right? Like we all have, we're reselling, we're moms, we're full-time jobs. Um, so it is really hard for sure. I just remember like El Ducha when she first started, she was around the time that I really started to learn about full-time reselling. And I was obsessed with her hauls because I just wanted to learn brands. And I remember her at one point saying that she would turn on the video for recording, turn it off and then post that. She's like, I don't have time for editing. I'm like, you know, when they, when they were talking about that, it just reminded me of that. And I was like, again, simplicity, like low cost to entry and you can make it as simple as you want. But I think because of the analytics and everything else in my brain, I just really overcomplicated it. But I think to the point of analytics, and this is kind of where I'm at now is you need something to analyze, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't start analyzing your first video. You can, but it's not going to tell you anything. So just build content and then YouTube will tell you what people like. You'll learn what you like. Um, and I think that's kind of like, I think feel like I have enough content now that I can really look at the analytics and hone in on what I like doing, what people like doing. I can play with a, a little bit. I found ways to do videos without, but I will say big YouTubers. I don't know how you guys feel, Tori and Bill, but big YouTubers are like, oh, I don't do thumbnails and I don't do editing and stuff well because you already have the audience like if i do a video that's not put together very well people are gonna be like who is this girl i'm not watching this maybe but then they might relate to that because then they're looking at it from especially if they're there for data they may not need to have everything put together but we are perfectionists um and i know that you and i are very similar and that we don't want to put anything out that isn't polished or isn't the way we want it to. So I feel I don't like. Oh no, our lives are not polished. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's another way <laughs> but, around it. 
<laughs> that's why I, the only videos I've been doing for like the past, I don't know, three or four months has been live videos because I was like, I don't want to edit. I don't want to, I don't, it takes me hours to build content. Like I can come on here and we just had an hour with the content that I didn't have to prep for. Mine is right. going to posh fest, <laughs> like, but I was going to do that anyway, where a video yeah. like, yeah, I think you do have to, I am a bit more particular and I want to make sure that it's, um, right. But I would say, Ashley, get into it. Just start doing it. I know, right? I, I also feel like sure. I'm a former marketing coordinator, and so my brain is that's that artistic must be perfect, and like I would paint over my canvas if it didn't feel right, kind of thing. Like that's how I feel when it comes to editing. I love it. It's actually like my like time to just relax as well. But in the same breath, I'm like, it doesn't look good. It's not good enough yet. So yeah, it's just a matter of getting out there and doing it. Yeah. yeah, Amber resells. If you guys don't follow her, I love her Amber. content. Um, I love YouTube's analytics. They're always refining them too, which is nice. You can learn so much from the analytics. Yeah, I'm gonna, that's kind of on my agenda for this month, probably into November is to work a little bit more um, on the YouTube. Um, I don't know, I was gonna say something, but we are at the hour, so I don't know. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys, was it worth it? Pause press. Yeah. Yes, I would say for me, yes. Last year, no, that cost. I mean, the community was oh, great. Oh man, this last year, year was awesome. So we paid. We had the you know we paid twenty five dollars. We had one. We had one box that we got of the swag. What was in the uh, the box was worth twenty five dollars right there. You know your mug, your t shirt. If you like Poshmark at all, you got some really cool swag worth twenty five dollars. Content. You know, I feel like this year the content was better than last year. It was more um, refined. I think. And I, so that's it. No, Bill still doesn't no. agree. <laughs> no, you'd rather no. pay for the party. I would like rather pay for the party because the party was great. I mean, we met so many awesome people. It was so nice. That's valid. Except for breakfast on day two, where we had to wait like 45 minutes because it's people kept out. snagging you. So. <laughs> no, tell us all the dirt, Bill. Come oh. on. <laughs> I, talk a lot. I talk a lot sarah i talk a lot so ashley because you went last year too right so you like i have nothing to compare it to just the fear of missing out that i had last year on instagram um but ashley you went last year too what were your thoughts on the two i i feel like we got a lot of good information with the comparisons between uh this year and last year last year they were trying to fill all day so i feel like like you're mentioning they were kind of trying there was a lot more fluff like let's put it that way this it was like nuggets we need to make sure every single moment we have is valuable and so i feel like that's why we had a shorter conference each day and we were able to get so much value out of it but in the same breath the experience is why you buy your ticket like and i'm like you sarah my birthday was on that weekend and actually no it was the monday so we we went to sedona my husband and i like we made the most out of the trip and that's why we like going to conferences we can get away from all the kids and we can have like that time to think and that was one of the things i did mention to my husband i was like on one hand i appreciate that we have a conference this year but at the same time i'm so distracted by my kids and the house that's messy and the work mm -hmm. that done at least when i'm gone in a way like now i understand why millionaires go on vacations and just are like secluded in a hotel for like three days or go on vacations and just like mentally get away from everything because the creativity and the amount of things that you can think of and then just the networking the ability to kind of get that from other people there were people that i met at the posh fest last year that i've built and carried those relationships with all through this year which was 
perfect for COVID because I could carry those relationships through Instagram and everything else. So yes, I feel like there was value from both of them, but I still really like that face-to-face -face connection. Yeah. And I think probably this year we would have, cause I was still nursing last year. And so it was just, and I was fairly new and I'm cheap. Like, I was like I'm not paying to go Frugal. somewhere. Get out of here. Frugal. <laughs> I'm, cause I'm fiscally, fiscally conservative. Um, I can't say it, but so, but I think this year had it happened, I probably, me and my husband probably would have done like a little weekend, especially depending on where it was. If it was somewhere late, maybe not. Um, but I think too, like, I didn't feel as inspired as I feel like if we would have gone to a conference, because like I said, I was trying to work though. I wasn't, yeah. and I miss them. Like the whole first day, I didn't go to any of it because I have three kids at home remote learning. I probably in hindsight should have had my husband take the day off. So I could have like done it, but I was like, Oh, don't let me do it. Well, Ashley, you have kids. The second you want to do something, they're like all over you. Um, but we have gone over our time. So I don't want to keep you guys any longer because I do really appreciate you being here. Great talks. Um, Thank you so much. Definitely follow Ashley on Instagram and YouTube. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot more content from her. Um, and I do, I feel like one more thing for YouTube. I feel like the YouTube, maybe I haven't found it yet, but I feel like YouTube community isn't necessarily as tight knit. I feel like I struggled a lot. Like I didn't have a lot of people to ask about how do I do this? And Instagram, I feel like everyone's like, here, do this, do it. Like a lot more. So I, took off on Instagram a little bit more because I felt like I had a bit more support. Um, so if you are trying to start YouTube, definitely feel free to reach out to me. I'm not a pro by any means, but I will support you in what I know because I know how hard it is to start it. Um, Girly Girl Styles has a YouTube channel and an Instagram. Follow them over there. And thank you guys so much. If you like content like this and data analytics, looking at strategies that work based off of your data, make sure to subscribe. Um, also subscribe to Girly Girl Styles. She does a lot of videos um, mm -hmm. looking at the numbers as well. And Ashley too, um, obviously why we've all connected. Um, so have a good night and don't forget to